Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Imagine waking up to a world that's as clear as your dreams. With Zeiss Smile technology, this is your reality. At Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, our mission is your vision. Conducted by a team of expert surgeons leveraging leading-edge technology, our procedure is safeguarded, swift, and tailored to your eye care needs. Say goodbye to the limits of glasses or contacts. Embrace a world where your vision keeps pace with your life's aspirations. Contact us today at 800-309-2020 or visit us online at ficta.com. At Ficta Endel and Elmer Eye Care, we are focused on you. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble. What I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening a cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell. Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my steps. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night This is the Code of Conduct with the King Podcast I am your host Jay Spencer King And it is Victory Tuesday So I'm excited to be doing this Because it seems like for the most part Lately when we've been doing these doggone shows I've been pissed off for every reason other than uh, Well no, I've just been pissed off this week, I'm going I'm to do something different. I haven't really had too many guests as of late because I've been uh, just trying to kind of review the game on my own and talk about it a little bit and then, uh, you know, just move on with the rest of the week because we have so much content over at Buffalo Rumblings that I'm involved with, everything from pregame rumblings to hump day hotline and so on. So I have so many different things that I try to kind of just focus on reviewing the game on code of conduct and then everything else I can do this week. I got somebody I love joining me to talk about the bills. Uh, one of my favorite people, my cousin, everybody, well, if you've listened to the show, you've heard him before, but you've also seen us kind of have some fun and, and clown around on the timeline. I got my cousin, John joining me or banks or everybody from, uh, the LA game last season, the week one game knows him as, as peanut. 
because of a, an allergy. But I got my man's joining me. What's going on, Banks? What's up, man? You had to. You had to go there immediately. Well, you know what? Sarah sent me the screenshot yesterday. I, I guess y'all had a, a talk on Twitter or, some, or something, and she was like, yeah, we still call you Peanut. It's on yeah. you. So I, we yeah. should probably tell that story. Like, first of all, I need you to really, like, you have a peanut allergy. I do. Like, you're allergic to peanuts. And I you am. just, you you left your you left your EpiPen. You chose to just eat something <laughs> that was made with peanuts. You just didn't care. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk nah, about it in a second. I mean, you know, I'm in my 30s. If I if I needed an EpiPen at this point, that's on me, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, well, let's talk about it, man. You came over yesterday. We had a good time. We got a chance to um, to watch the Bills and, and Chiefs game together. And I, I enjoyed it, obviously. We we always enjoy it when we get together. We drink and smoke and smoke and drink. And we just, <laughs> we, have a, we have a day. But before we get into, like, details, just overall you know, thoughts about the game. Like, so just when you woke up this morning and you were like, man, the Bills beat the Chiefs 20 to 17 yesterday. What, what, what do you feel? Um, I feel, I feel, I feel good. I mean, you know, 20 to 17, the score, the scoring, you know, we scored early and, uh, you know, we kind of, kind of slowed down, but this is the defending Super Bowl champions, you know, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs and those guys, like they've been doing it. So to get a dub in any way is like, it's a big deal. Um, so, you know, I was, uh, I was happy. There's a, there's a little bit, you know, we'll talk about it, but, um, overall it's a dub, man. Enter a mile. So. Yeah. It's a, it, I think that's the part for me. It's like, it's a dub. Like we have to, we had to win probably four out of the last five games and you didn't want that, that one loss to come in the first week that you're trying to go on this run. So like you want to build up some momentum. Um, I think, for me, I felt good about the fact that we didn't allow Patrick Mahomes to look like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, that I feel like true. every time the Bills play him, he always does those Patrick Mahomes things. And Travis Ke- Travis Kelsey did kill us, but not to the not to the effect that he normally does. So I was happy with that. Uh, there was a couple things I didn't like. So, I mean, let's, let's talk about it. Um, did you have anything that just off the rip? Like, was there anything that you looked at and you're like, man the Bills really need to fix this, especially if we're talking about still trying to make the playoffs after these next four games. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll start with the interior run defense. I think that's been a problem for years, honestly. Um, very underrated that we don't talk about a lot or enough. Our punt coverage is not good. <laughs> we're, 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 we're pretty bad at, at covering punts. Um, we, we, we always allow like a timely big return. I remember a few weeks ago, obviously it cost us. Um, and then, you know, end of, end of half, end of games. Um, we just, we just let teams bully us. Um, you know, our, our line saved us. Our front end saved us. Uh, Ed Oliver getting his hand on a ball on that last drive. Um, you know, our, our, the defensive front was getting their hands up, which is a big deal. But if they weren't, uh, we were getting cooked downfield, man, and and it's 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 got to get it's got to get fixed to go on any kind of a run. Not just winning, but we got Dallas next week, and you know those boys are putting up points in the passing game, right? Um, so we just we just gotta we just gotta figure something out on that back end, though. 
Yeah, the Cowboys have scored 40 points in three of their last four or three of their last five games. And then the two games that they didn't score 40, they've scored over 31. So they, they still they've been balling, man. Like the, the Dallas Cowboys offense is crazy. And also for the record, I, I know you weren't saying that for this, but for the record, if you listen to the code of conduct, I talk a hell of a lot about how special teams has been trashed since the beginning of the season. And it seems like a lot of people ignore it. And that was one of the things I still wanted to bring up again, because it's like when I when I look at overall the game. So all three phases, offense, defense and special teams. There are a lot of games that we've looked at this season where I'm like, oh, the defense held their own. The defense did their job. Then there's other guy games where I'm like, the offense did their job. One of the things that I feel like Bills fans got spoiled with is kind of always winning on special teams. Like, so, cause it seems like, you know, in years past, like the last three or four years or so, um, maybe not with punt returns because we had Isaiah McKenzie back there and he's just not good <laughs> at it. But, <laughs> but prior to Isaiah McKenzie, it seems like we always won the, the, um, the field position battle because of Andre Roberts. And, you know, and it seemed like even with our punting situation, uh, we had good, directional punts and we had you know like we just always were able to do things that that made sense on special teams and we won that phase so really if you went on defense you probably would win the game or if you went on offense you'll probably win the game so you don't have to always win all three but if you win two phases pretty you know if you, if you win those two phases typically you'll win the game what's been happening is the bills haven't been winning special teams so when you just simplify it down to offense and defense, when the offense doesn't score points in the first three quarters and then try to get Josh Allen in the fourth to be Superman, you're losing on offense, losing on special teams. That's not how you win a game. Or when the fourth quarter comes in a lot of these games, like the Eagles or even last night, and we're going to talk about this because it bothers me, but the Eagles game, uh, the Broncos, the I, I can probably name a few others, the Jets game week one and a couple others. The defense seems to they'll kind of like take their foots off the take their feet off the gas and then they'll allow teams to come back and win and so for instance let's talk about it right now last night the freaking fourth quarter had it not been and i know some people are going to say spence we won you should be optimistic right now you should sound good you should be happy under two minutes under two minutes ago the chiefs are driving Patrick Mahomes throws it to Travis Kelsey. He hits this lateral, throws a dime. runs he it in a for a dart. touchdown. He threw it a was dart. a dart. It was, <laughs> and it was an amazing play. They it scored really more than likely they would have won the game because the Bills in the second half, the offense just wasn't doing it like that. So more than likely, we probably would have lost the game with that. Why is nobody talking about how Sean McDermott's defense again crap to bed like we we if it wasn't for that call we would have lost that game yeah because that and that's the that's a big thing too man and i was on twitter a little bit about it earlier you know and it, it's, it's just not worth the argument but um it, that it wasn't like it wasn't like they called a hold it's not like they called an offensive pass interference it was it was kind of a ticky tack offsides to be honest with you like was he offsides yeah absolutely was it a good call it was the right call because he was offsides it did not impact the play at all um and yeah i don't i don't i don't see us i i wouldn't i don't want to take that away from josh i think josh you know with josh anything is possible um 
but I, I don't I don't know that we would have walked out of that with a win if uh if Kadarius Tony wasn't uh you know dumb. <laughs> and, and and for the record, you know, I, I agree with you. I, I believe in Josh Allen. I say it every week how much I love him, whether we win or lose. Uh yesterday he made some incredible plays, man. Like I mean, the one where he's falling out of bounds and gets it what was that Latavius Murray? Yeah, Latavius Murray. And then then there was another play um that look josh is incredible and i think so at this point it's almost i think that we've gotten so used to him being incredible that some stuff just doesn't seem as incredible anymore but it absolutely is man like what was one of your favorite moments yesterday from josh or or even if it's not necessarily a moment what was your favorite part about his game um honestly it was the uh it was his the the rushing touchdown when he when he took that quarterback draw into the end zone he was contacted at the line of scrimmage it kind of it kind of blows my mind that we would ever not get a third or fourth and one i don't know why uh we're not just giving it to josh every time but he made contact and he kept those legs turning if you watch that if you watch that replay his legs are moving as hard as anybody else he wanted that he wanted that score and um you know that was that was a big deal for me, man. Like that was, I think that, uh, you know, I feel like if we scored any other way, we don't have the same kind of momentum, honestly. No, I'm with you. And, and I guess for me, I guess I'm excited just because now you see design calls for Josh to run. Like it's not yeah. just anymore where it has to break down. And he kind of, that's how the season started. Now that Joe Brady is taking over the play call and it's like, first quarter we saw like three runs it was like the one up the middle and we saw you know so we got to we're seeing it again and i agree with you i think the momentum from when josh is on is different versus when you know if he threw a touchdown to gabe and gabe had that energy or if you would have handed the ball oh, off to J i know i'm not that we don't even have to we don't even have to talk about about gabe right now we're talking we're gonna talk so, about <laughs> well uh but I was more so just saying, if anybody else would have scored, I don't think the team would have reacted the same way. I think when Josh Allen is is on, I think the rest of the team kind of feeds off of that, and and it's just a different team when when Josh is on fire. So now I agree with you, man. But let's talk about Gabe. You, you know, I I I, I uh, take pleasure in discussing Gabriel Davis. Um, there was so uh, you bring up the the Latavius Murray catch on the sideline, and then remember he caught it. And he fumbled, and then the ball went out of bounds. Okay. Mm -hmm. The play before that, Gabe Davis dropped it. I think he had two drops yesterday. No catches, two drops. Um, that play. Two targets. <laughs> so if he had two drops on two, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, nah, he no. That's <laughs> good. Good for Josh looking somewhere else, right? Like that's. But it's I I I you know I rewatched the game too, and um, there were just. Like uh, when Latavius Murray fumbled, Gabe Davis had his hands on the ball and somehow a Chiefs player was able to knock it out of bounds. On the Hail Mary to end the half when they threw the ball up and uh ball got batted and it almost hit, uh, you know, um, Khalil Shakir was there, was in the area. Gabe Davis, the biggest dude down there, didn't jump. He didn't leave his feet. He didn't, he didn't attack the ball. He didn't try to, and he was in front of... The defenders, the player that got the closest to it was Stefan Diggs, who was adjacent to the DB. And it's just there was there was a lot of there were a, there was no effort um, for, you know, he, he doesn't run his routes hard. Um, he's 
Oh man. But see, this is when people people yell at me. They get upset with me when I come on the pod or when I write an article and I'm critical of them. But the thing is, you go and look at that Eagles game, and yeah, he goes off. You have a hundred plus yards. What do you have? I, I didn't even look it up before this because I didn't think we were going to talk about it. But Gabe Davis had a crazy game against the Eagles, and then you 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 come back after the bye week, and then you have zero receptions. Zero receptions. He had zero receptions against the Bengals. He had zero receptions against the Chiefs. So is this what's going to happen in the biggest games of the year? You're not going to show up at all? Um, um, here's, here's the problem with Gabe Davis. Uh, you've got three catches on three targets, six touches on eight targets. Then you have one catch on five targets. Then you have nine catches. Then you have none. He's got three games with zero catches. You can't do that as a number two. You can't. Uh, you, you you can't. It's um, you know, it's it's tough to win that way. And and you you could see it. Uh, you could see it yesterday, uh, with the way they were trying to you know get creative to get Steph the ball. Um, yo, wait, it's twelve. Wait, I'm sorry, it's twelve games in the season so far. We've played tw- well, thirteen now. We've played thirteen games. Yeah. In thirteen games, he as a wide receiver two, he has had under thirty five yards receiving. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times in a 12-game season so far. 13. 13. 13. Over 1% okay. of the time, he's got less. You can't, you can't do that, man. And you can you can see the way that teams are, are looking at Gabe Davis as not a number two and just putting an extra guy over the top of Diggs. And now, you know, we, we, we were trying to get creative. What I loved about it yesterday was – you know, our commitment to running the ball early on first downs. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a big deal, um, you know, going forward to get other guys involved, but we got to get other guys involved because Gabe ain't it. Bro. He's, he's just, he's just not it. So what are you, what are your, um, what are your expectations for next season? Do you want him back? Do you, cause I, I feel, he's going to get paid. He's going to, he's going to get paid just based off of the Kansas city game last year or two years ago in, um, no, not two years ago. What was that? 13 seconds game. He, he'll get it from that. You know, just from that game alone. Then the Steelers game last season. He had 151 yards receiving on like four receptions or something. Three touchdowns. Something crazy. So, again, he has a couple games like that. And he'll – so he'll get paid. And he'll end up doing like the peerless price thing. I think he'll go somewhere where they'll try to make him a number one wide receiver. And he's not. And I just – I hate that for him. I, I, the best situation for Gabe whether it's Buffalo or anywhere, is a place where he can be a number. And when I say a number three, it's not a shot at him. You're an NFL starter. It doesn't mean that you're a bad player. Cole Beasley was never looked at as a number one wide receiver, but he is looked at as one of the goats when it comes to slot play. When when you talk about slot wide receiver play, you can't talk about it without referencing Cole Beasley when you're talking about perfection. You can't do it. Make Gabe a number three receiver. That's job is to stretch the field when you have a legitimate one and a legitimate two. Gabe could legit. You know, he could be the goat of of threes. He could do that. He really could. He really could. And you're you're right. And it's you know my my problem with Gabe is more the drops than anything else. Like he he just he's got a real bad case of the drops, man. And um you know it's it's tough. It's uh it's tough because when the route concept gets open. You know, you almost do you throw it to him? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you trust throwing it to him? And that's that's not something you should have to think about. You know what I'm saying? So, 
Um, I I dig it though. Uh, give him a number three role somewhere. Uh, give him a number three role here. We just gotta re- we just gotta we have to stop acting like he's a number two. I, when I say we, I mean the Bills coaching staff. They gotta stop acting like he's a number two, um, and get get a number two for him. So, uh, well. I like I like what I've seen out of Shakir. He didn't have a big game yesterday either. He had one catch for 12 yards, but um, nobody's saying he's a wide receiver too. So I don't have the same expectations out of Shakir. So yeah, I'm not upset that he had 12 yards yesterday. You know why? Because for the rest of the season, a guy that we really didn't even expect too much production from, against the Eagles, he had 47 yards. Against the Jets, he had 115 yards. You know, against Cincinnati, he had 57 57 yards and four receptions in the game when Gabriel Davis didn't have any. Now, he gets a game ball for blocking. Oh my God, we love him for blocking. Okay. So there are other receivers in the NFL who catch footballs and block. <laughs> um, I have been a Khalil Shakir believer. I believe that he is. Uh, I believe that he could be a number two. I really do. Um, I mean, I like him. He was like filthy him. in Boise State. He was filthy. I know. I know. He was so good. Um, let's get to the other side of the ball, man. Because uh, I also watched your favorite player, Von Miller. Uh, <laughs> well, hold on. Before we do that, let's hear a word from our sponsor and we'll get right to the defense. Hey, football fans, the season is here. So, you know, that means family, football and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. All right, so let's, let's, let's talk about it. So defensively, okay, so there were some good things. There was a lot of good things. The Buffalo Bills won. So let's start there. That's a good thing. Um, I think... I think in the first half, the first quarter especially, we confused Patrick Mahomes in ways that I haven't seen teams really confuse him much or often. Um, I think I think I was very happy with the defensive line play. Um, I know we gave up that that one run in the first quarter. Uh, who was it? Was it Tony that, that had the handoff in the first quarter? Kadarius Tony took the handoff on the first, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I know we gave up a big run there and, and a couple other plays that kind of seemed like, dang, man. But on one hand, I look at it like, yo, this is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, so they're going to make plays. The defense did a good job. Here's my couple of problems, and then we're going to praise them after your – you know, after you say what you're going to say, then we'll praise them. Because, again, I don't want this to sound like a negative episode, man. I'm happy. The Bills won. Oh, yeah, they I'm did sorry. what they had to do. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm not going to – I'm also not going to sit here and, and act like the game was perfect. It wasn't. Uh, Von Miller, man, I wrote in my article uh, today about opening odds for the, the Bills and the Cowboys game. It, it – take away – Again, everybody's probably tired of the domestic violence conversation now, right? So, look, I don't even want to touch on that. Do I Do I believe that he did it? Who cares? Do I think that he's a dirtbag? Who cares? Like, who cares, right? Let's talk football. You want to talk football? My problem is that Von Miller is making an insane amount of money. He has zero sacks on the season. Yesterday, he had one assisted tackle. Now, okay, he's a defensive lineman, Spence. His job is to rush the quarterback and, and help in the run game. Okay, 
They ran the ball. Why didn't he get attacked? Why didn't he get? Vaughn. So this is not about the domestic violence stuff. I know. I wasn't, I've I said was, since the, I wasn't even going to go there. <laughs> well, I know, I know you weren't. I'm saying it for the listeners because it's like from the beginning of the season, I've been saying I don't want to see Vaughn come back until after Thanksgiving. And everybody said, no, nope, Spence, he said he's ready. He said he's ready to go. He should be back as soon as he's – okay. Then they activated him after week four. And nothing. We're not getting anything. So you mean to tell me you would rather – how many sacks does does Shaq Lawson have this year? More. You than would rather, <laughs> right? That's the point. That's the point. Like you would rather pay, and and I get it. We can't get out of the contract, but he's not producing. And and right now, and you know what? No, he doesn't have any sacks this year. Uh, I'm talking about um, Shaq. No, he has one. <laughs> he has one. <laughs> he he has more than Vaughn. But anyway. One more. <laughs> We're paying a ton of money for the same amount of production I'm giving the bills. <laughs> Think about it. I have the same amount of sacks that Von Miller has this season. That's bad. That's a that's a bad stat for Von Miller. Not as great for you. That's wonderful for you. I am. I will buy your jersey. Yo, I'm killing. Uh, I'm killing it, bro. <laughs> I need that um, contract like Von. I'm killing it. Honestly, I. Go back and watch the tape, man. Um, I, I watched, it got to a point where I was only watching Von Miller. And it's like, it's it's like there's just no effort from him. It's like he got, he's in that category of people that got the bag and turned it off. You know what I'm saying? And it's uh, like, he, I would take Groot. I think Greg Russo's, you know, uh, AJ Epinesa played a great game. Um, I don't think that we need, I think that we need, if we're going to get a star caliber player, we need star caliber talent. Otherwise, have the same blue collar defensive front that we've always had, where guys just go in there and do their jobs and get the job done. Um, Von Miller's there for looks at this point, man, because he's not, he's just not, he doesn't, he's not producing at all. And it's just, it's frustrating to watch the amount of money on the field that could have gone to other positions of need or could have gone to the offensive side of the ball that were invested in, you know, tied with Jay Spence, the king, on in sacks for the season. You know, that's a problem. It is a problem. And, you know, because I suck, dog. I ain't out here playing <laughs> football. So, so you shouldn't be tied with me in any metric at all. And for you to be Vaughn, now I will debate, not debate, but I'll challenge you on the one thing where you said after he got the bag, he kind of disappeared. I'll, I'll debate you on that because I think, you know, the first year before the injury, you know, if you go back to last year's Kansas City game, he's the reason we won. You know what I mean? Like he he put pressure on on Mahomes at the end of the game, forced the interception to Teron Johnson. The Bills walk off with an interception to win the game. Um Prior to him being injured last year, he was the Buffalo Bills was leading the league in getting to the quarterback, rushing only four guys. Vaughn was doing it. I just think that the injury really messed him up. And I think maybe, and I don't want to overthink or go too deep into stuff, but I think some off-field things could also potentially have an impact on the way people show up for work every day. If things ain't right in some ways of, in areas of your life, you can be stressed at work. I firsthand can tell you that that happens. So I'm pretty sure. Um, the same thing happens 
when football players go to work and they have personal things going on in their lives as well. So I'll challenge you there. But as far as this season, I'm still agreeing with you because it's like there's no production. There isn't. I just I, mean, don't, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's because of effort though. Like I don't I think the effort is there. I just think he's not ready, man. I really don't think he should be on the field. Okay, he made a he made a great play on their final the Chiefs final drive. Um, I think it was the last play. Um, he made a great play to get you know to get pressure. Watch the twenty plays before that. Just watch the snaps. That's all. I'm, we'll we'll re we'll reconvene on that. But watch the snaps. There were a good handful of times where he got love tapped by an offensive lineman and just stopped moving. Like he's just you know just standing there. And I don't know if they had. I mean, it could have been schematically they had him playing spy, but I don't know why you would play spy from the outside. There was one. There was one play where he goes around the offensive line and he got behind Patrick Mahomes. Okay, and he stopped running after him, and Pat Mahomes pump faked, and then looked around like he was gonna throw again, and then threw. But Von Miller had stopped moving and never, never started moving again. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's it's little stuff like that. Crazy. I get it. You can be stressed at work. It's just little plays like that. Ah, that's all. So, all right. We well, like I said, though, we won, right? So we it's did. a good day. It, you know what I mean? Did. Like we won. It's a good day. So now looking forward. We got the Cowboys, and like you mentioned earlier, offensively they're insane. Like they, I think Dak Prescott gets a lot of hate. That's not, you know, it's not warranted. I think yeah. uh, CD Lamb is a beast. I love Tony Pollard. I love their defense. They're hungry. They're um they they look for turnovers. Like aggressively want you to turn the ball over. Like they they're going for it every time. But because of that, they also give up big plays because they take those chances. So yeah. um. What's your if if you're Sean McDermott, you know, what are you preaching to your court your coordinator on offense this week to say this needs to be our focal point with Josh? A uh, couple of so a couple of things, uh, real quick. Uh, when Steve Smith said Ceedee Lamb was just a guy earlier this season, that hit that flipped a switch, and he's been he's been dope ever since. It's been fire mm-hmm. to watch, um, and I hate the Cowboys. Uh, I think that a lot of it for the for Joe Brady and the offense is going to be the same thing that they did against the Chiefs, which is run the ball early and often, get James Cook involved. James Cook is is okay. everything that we want him to be. I, I love it. Um, get him involved early, and I know it sounds cliche, but you gotta you gotta keep him on. You gotta keep Dak in that offense on the sidelines. Um, you have to you have to you have to hold the ball and you got to keep the ball, but then you have to score points at the end of drives. We had a lot of drives after the first, you know, after the, after we went up 14, nothing, we stalled a bunch, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it was a lot of, a lot of that. And, um, you know, we just, we got to We got to get points on the board. We got to keep doing that and keep the ball. But, um, you know, I think that it's a, I think it's a chance with to, to leverage the play action and be aggressive. Um, I don't know the dude's name offhand. Uh, Leads the league in defensive touchdowns. Has more touchdowns than most than a lot of receivers. Oh, the pick uh, six dude. Yeah, yeah, what's his name? Um, pick six. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up while you're. I'll yeah, no, nah, that's his name. Um, he also uh, he also has gotten cooked. So um, I think that we I think that in the passing game we got to get Stefan Diggs involved. Um, Bland, you know, Deron Bland. Yeah, yeah, Deron Bland. He's great, he but um, we gotta we gotta get Stephon Diggs involved. And I don't know, man. Like we've played the Cowboys 
uh, a couple of times with Josh, and he has big games in the he has big games against him. You know, um, you gotta you know. I think we're gonna see a lot of Latavius Murray uh, for for chipping Micah Parsons purposes. Uh, that's definitely gonna be you know get the ball out quick. But um, I have no I have I have nothing to say about what the offense could do because I think Joe Brady has really really he's really been big man. It's been nice to watch our offense not look like Ken Dorsey's offense. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I tell you, I know, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. I'm hoping that they activate playoff Lenny for this game. Like, I, to me, if and I know everybody loves Ty Johnson. I love Ty Johnson, too. I'm not mad at Ty Johnson one bit. I think he's played incredibly well. Like, he's ex he's exceeded every expectation I've had of him. However, for these games, for the stretch of games that we're going into, I need somebody with championship caliber championship experience i need somebody um who knows what it's like in these moments when your back is against the wall and you have to do it i want the best talent on the field period so for me if i could get lenny if i can get playoff lenny um kind of chipping at at parsons if i could get james cook running but also let's run Playoff Lenny on that goal line instead. And I like Josh. I love what Josh did. The one touchdown play, man. He, he basically he decided like I'm getting this touchdown. <laughs> so I, so I'm not take. I don't want to take any snaps away from Josh when it comes to giving him design runs. But I'm just saying, you know, the way our run game is going and what they're trying to do, they're really focusing on it. I really think Leonard Fournette can can be an asset to this team, man. I, he last year was probably one of his worst seasons, but it was still statistically one of his best seasons receiving out of the backfield. Give me yeah. that. Yeah. And they had a and they had a they had a lot of problems in Tampa his you know last year too. So um I I think that we need to activate playoff Lenny because this is our playoffs. Like we're basically in the playoffs right mm -hmm. now. Um yeah. I you you said earlier uh four of five. I honestly don't know that we can get in if we win you know if we if we win four four or five we need help. You know um I think we I think we're in we're in must win every week for the rest of the season. Um, you know, and so um I, I'm with you. Uh get the best talent out there. I'm curious, how do you feel about how do you feel about having four active running backs and just powering the ball? Or even, you know, taking Latavius uh. Murray out. You know, I, I wouldn't be opposed to to four running backs, but then you got to figure because technically Reggie Gilliam's a running back, and they use him in special teams, and they use him in certain things. It's a numbers game at that point because there's only forty six on game, or is it forty eight? Forty eight on game day, forty six on game day. You gotta, you know, who who are you gonna have an active? Are you gonna take it from Gabe Davis. receiving room? Okay. I'm kidding. Go. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I know. I know. For everybody <laughs> listening, that was 100% sarcasm. We will not ever say. I, trust. It, we, it was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> but, but no, I would be. I would be good with it. It would just be depending on who they who they would keep inactive because of it, man. Like, you know what? Before we get out of here, too, I don't. I don't want to forget this. Dawson Knox uh, came back this weekend too, and he had a um, not a great game, but he had some moments. That that made me say, okay, well, I'm happy Dawson is back. But man, I I promise you, I, I would have Kincaid. This this has been Kincaid's worst game since Knox went out with the injury. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so you know, but Kincaid had three receptions for 36 yards. 
you know, so I, I'll take that. Timely though, and and, and that's uh that's that's one thing about Dawson Knox that I've always appreciated is that Josh does trust him. Um, very very much in the, you know, like he he finds a spot. He always finds the spot for Josh, and gets to the spot. Um, Dalton Kincaid, short, you know, he, he didn't have a big game. But he had that fourth and one, you know, diving catch that he made. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was, you know, that little sidearm that Josh threw to him on fourth down, you know, big pickup. So um, I want to see more Dalton Kincaid, uh, you know, honestly. And, and no, again, I'm not, I'm not, this is, this is not Gabe Davis specific, but um, I would, I wouldn't mind flexing Dawson Knox out into the, or uh, Dalton Kincaid out into the slot. And then just and and having uh, Dawson Knox as the traditional tight end, and you know Dalton Kincaid basically the wide receiver three at that point, right? Um, I don't know. I think it's gonna be fun, you know, getting Dawson Knox back in there and back healthy. But <laughs> I had Kincaid as the wide receiver too, to be honest. Like, <laughs> you if you if you if you want <laughs> if you ask me how it should go, I think Diggs should get the most targets. Kincaid should get the next. Wherever else, however you want people to fall in, go for it. But I think it should be Diggs, Kincaid. I'll probably – you can go Gabe after that. That's fine. But the way Shakir has played this season over the last, like, four or five games, I'm I'm almost, like, put Shakir on that list, too, you know, third on that list. But, but no, I, can, I put Gabe three. I would put Shakir there because he's more of a possession receiver. You know, you can you can hit him on the underneath routes and over, you know, over the middle. Gabe Davis is a, is a, is a big play threat, you know. Um, which is not a number, which again is not a number two. And I, you know, I know we already talked about game, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I could see Diggs, Dalton, everyone else, right? Everyone else at that point, um, you know, and I, I but again, uh, actually, I would go James Cook three, <laughs> but. Uh, hey, and you wouldn't get an argument out of me. He's, uh, he, he's looking too good in that passing game, man, but. Um, I'm, I'm curious, what do you think our defense, like, what's your, if you're Sean McDermott, what's your conversation with yourself going into this, uh, going into the, what are you saying to yourself in the mirror? Don't get fired. <sighs> no, because honestly, because <laughs> really think about it. If that play, if that play at the end of the game Sunday night did not happen where he was offsides, if Tony was not offsides. The conversation this morning or yesterday, Monday morning, would have been Sean McDermott defense doesn't hold up for the Bills again. Josh Allen leaves the field with the lead, leaves with a loss. Like that, that's that's what is that what the conversation would have been. And he would have been fired, or it would have been a more talk about it. You got that article from Ty Dunn, you got the Eagles game that we lost, you got we lost to the Broncos. We lost to the Jets. We lost to the Patriots. We lost to the damn Patriots, bro. Mm. So it's like, so so if we were if if that if that offsides didn't happen, the conversation right now would be so different, and everybody would be talking about that. So if I'm Sean McDermott, okay, now you want me to be a little more? Let's okay, I'll be direct about it. Okay, prevent defense. I can't play anymore. Let me figure out another way to play defense in the fourth quarter. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm saying to myself. 
That's the oh. first thing. Because for some reason, it seems like in the fourth quarter, we forget everything that we did first, second, and third quarter when we keep teams, you know, like like we had them looking confused, man. And then the moment that the fourth quarter hits, it's like, okay, we're just going to, we're going to prevent, we're going to play prevent defense and just stop you from getting, getting close. And then what happens? Travis Kelsey damn near breaks our heart with a lateral on the day that the, uh, Frank died, man. When Frank died, 20 years ago, 17, 19, however long the, the Music City Miracle was, we would have did it again yesterday. On the day that he died, Travis Kelsey was going to do that to us? Come on, man. Sean yeah. McDermott got to do We, we got to – it's it's some things where you get it. It's like, okay, in the play, it's a play. And I get it. Like some things are out of the coach's control because you're not on the field. Yes. But there's also – you start to see a bunch of patterns, man. Like you start to see like, okay, we have years of this stuff. We have years of seeing him. And then you blamed – you blamed Leslie Frazier. Now he's gone. And the defense still does this in the fourth quarter. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I like I like the defense. I like how they come out aggressive. I like that they they're fast, they're flying and I don't know. I think I I mean I can't even I don't even have anything to say to that, man. It's the exact same it's the exact same sentiment. Um he he coaches not to lose and you 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 got to coach to win and you and he's just we talked about that yesterday, man. You got to you you can't yeah. Or we are Sunday, excuse me. Um, you you just can't you can't get so like scared, like timid. He's scared, and it's like the fourth quarter comes or the end of a half comes, and it's happened to us. It's happened to our defense so many times, just getting cooked at the end of a half or at the end of the game. And it's almost like he's scared of he's scared of making the wrong call, so he just goes with the safe call, right and. <laughs> <clears throat> what winds up happening a lot of these times is these teams are taking 10 yards, 10 yards, 15 yards, 7 yards, 8 yards, 10 yards, and they just walk down the field. And then if we do get the ball back, we have no time left because they just spent five minutes walking down the field against a prevent defense. Uh, and it didn't happen yesterday, but then it normally happens to where we have to waste a timeout or two because something happens on defense where either uh, we don't – or something on offense to where we have to waste the time out because we're going to end up having the play clock run out or so, just something dumb, man. And it's like, yo, coaching. So coaching. But anyway, yeah. the Bills won, man. We're seven and six, and, and we're in that stretch to try and make the playoffs, man. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on, on your socials and stuff, and uh, we'll get on out of here. Hey, man, that's uh, Banks Phase 21. Um, that's Banks Phase 21 on everything, so – uh, look for me, find me, follow me. I'll follow you back. So go Bills. Right. And he a good follow. He don't, he's not as active as as like I am and as some are. But when he's on there and he gets at you, he gets at you. So go ahead <laughs> and give him a follow and uh, and let's talk about it. But man, we gonna um we gotta get you back on before the season's over too. Just kind of I guess kind of review after everything's over. See how to play out. You know how everything played out. Yeah, um, we might we might be taking a trip to Miami, man. Let's talk about it. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, I love you, man, and uh, thanks for having me. And uh, you know, I love the show. I love the show, man. <laughs> John, I'm John Banks, longtime listener, uh, first time caller. Uh, but nah, man, you got uh, issues, dude. <laughs> I do. Uh, but yeah, man, um, 
thanks for having me on for real and uh go bills we did get the dub big dubs and uh we'll do it again on sunday yes sir it's gonna it's gonna happen we gonna we gonna beat them cowboys down i love that dallas though so it won't be too much crap talking for me i actually like the, the cowboys so that's, that's we'll see how fine. this week go man <laughs> yeah no it's gonna be a fun week for me i feel like to watch that game for me it's gonna be fun because i'm a fan of both teams so Okay. But all right, let's get on out of here, man. And y'all know how we do it over here with, with Buffalo Rumblings. It's your boy, Jay Spencer King. You have been listening to the Code of Conduct. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. Go Bills. Code of Conduct.